Today on the show, I'm happy to have David Bello. He's the founder of Safe AI for You. They're advancing responsible AI in healthcare through R&D. And we were just talking about your experience of having an internship at NASA and what you learned from that. Oh, thank you, Shad, for having me. It was actually truly a moment that completely changed my mind and my life completely, especially in terms of how we should approach entrepreneurship, how to put yourself out there, and also be confident with your skills. So approaching entrepreneurship, is that after having that experience, is it part of what inspired you into your next ventures? Actually, I already had the dream of making my own company. So before I went to NASA internship, I already worked at startups. I actually tried to make a startup, but without much success. And I did several actions on that regard before that. Let's dig into that startup that didn't work. What went wrong? What did you take away from that experience? Okay. The thing is that. At the time I was recently, I was one of the first biomedical engineers in the country. So no one knew what biomedical engineering was. I started a PhD, but I didn't get any funding from it because of exactly this, because it, it was too high tech at the moment. No one understood exactly what was it. And the idea behind this, this, this startup that I wanted to start was exactly on a very high end technologies that only now people are starting to understand. That is, for example, the application of Neuralink, brain computer interfaces, where I wanted to help children to be more, more connected, to be more connected to, how may I say, to reality. Because at the time I had several students that had major attention issues. So I wanted to make a, a BCI system that brain computer interface that could control a robot somehow. And I actually started, we, I had already a team. Then we applied to, 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 to those actions that in the end you would present your pitch into the, into the angel business community and also the venture capitalists. And they did not accept for the first funding round because they felt that it was too risky. Because since was using the brain activity, they were afraid that it would, could be considered a medical device. But the thing is that what I took on it is that they were not prepared for something like this because they did not understand. So I think that the major point over there was that I started it too early. If it was now, maybe I would have more success. Because people are more aware that these technologies were happening, but this happened uh, 10 years ago or something like that, or 13 years ago or something like that. So no one understood what it was. So that was the major filing point was exactly that. So why the shift now into AI within healthcare instead? Oh, of course, you know, that brain computer interfaces actually work on AI. So since I, I ended my degree in biomedical engineering, that was always my focus. Biosignal regarding healthcare data and also using the information that your body gives into some sort of intention or some sort of classification. So I always started using AI. So I'm pretty much in the AI world for a long time. So I, I actually, so after. After I quit that PhD, because I did not have funding, 
I started a PhD that was financed and there I learned about deep learning and uh, had a lot of, of opportunities to grow exactly what I wished to learn. That was how to use, how to use the activity that your body is transmitting into something that could be usable or could at least help in whatever way. That was actually my pitch is when I understood that this is exactly what I want to do. So now it's angling towards the R&D side of it, where you're going to provide a lot of information to companies to then have products built around these biosignals. Is that right? Not exactly, but also, yes. So after I finished my PhD, I actually started to understand the, because I was in the hype, so I got out of the hype and I thought to myself, okay, AI is wonderful, but uh, we cannot do much in the real world at the time because I fully understood that uh, once you apply a model into the real world, everything is completely different, completely different. And as soon I understood what I wanted after that was to understand mechanisms of using, of deploying AI solutions into the real world. And then is when I got contact with this responsible AI. Okay. So I also gained some, some skills and also some interest on generation of data and something that I did quite understand is that in healthcare data, not only on biosignals, but healthcare data in general, uh, this area is not as developed as it should, even though there is a lot of startups based on healthcare and a lot of things based on healthcare and etc. What I understood is there are some lack of understanding about the context of the data, you know, so. Normally there are electrical engineers that make it or, or medicals that, and I have both worlds, so I can understand both realities. So it's easy for me to make the bridge. So is this now your full focus with safe AI for you? Exactly. Yeah. When in my previous job, I have the, I was very fortunate to actually create a project that was accepted by the European commission to be funded. That is called AI Symphormed. And with that project, I was able to reach out to very interesting companies and also interesting people's, people in the European Commission. And also I get some presentations and what I got the feeling that is happening now, nowadays in Europe is there is a lot of effort into have some way of standardizing practices within digital health. Okay. What happens is exactly there is a bigger need, especially now with the AI Act, a very big need for people once they pull out their machine learning models to understand the responsibility behind them. What's the accountability, their limits, their biases, because if we are human or that will have bias, so our models will always have bias, but there are ways of minimizing or at least understand the limits. So this is my passion now is to exactly to a more, since I work in AI for a long time, I have already a very mature position on how systems should behave at least, or try to behave or understand a little bit the context of the data or 
making sure that all the data set is well contained and because especially in healthcare in these high risk scenarios, a lot of approaches need to be set on and some of them are not well known. And they are trying to do healthcare stuff, but without the knowledge that there are stuff going on, like rules, regulations, standardizations that are happening right now, and they have to be on top of that. Otherwise, in two, three years, they cannot do like... So now you're in a situation where the passion aligns right with the product, which aligns right with the market. And now the trend is there too. So exactly. Now you get... I, just, I just got the right trend, I hoped. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the difference from the last try? I think that that is very different now because now I know people. I think that part of the most important thing about, about entrepreneurship is to network. Once you have a really good network that really trusts you, and this is the focal point trust, if they trust you, they will come to you naturally. You don't have to reach out and say, oh, please help me or whatever, or please see this product. No, because they already know the work that you did. They already understood what was going on. They already have your full attention. So they already know who you are and your capabilities. So it's what yeah. I mean is that at the time I did not have any network. So it was impossible, practically impossible to me to have some kind. I only had one probably probable person that was interested in the, but now. I am more open, more free to, to just have whatever problems people have regarding that role, just come to me and that can help. Yeah. As you said, the trust, right? And now you have that trust in industry it makes a big difference. You're known like, Hey, you've worked in AI for a bit. He's not just coming out of nowhere and saying, let's create an AI healthcare tool, which is not an area you can just come out of nowhere and create it. You have to have a lot of background. So. David, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or your company, how could they do? For now, you can reach out to me by LinkedIn. I am currently making the site, the website, when it's still under construction. Feel free to, you can also send me an email to my personal address at djsabell at email.com. I'm almost having my company's email, so feel free to reach out. Thank you, David, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, with Cosmic Website Design and Development, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.